Welcome to the Northridge Church Podcast, a weekly rewind of Sunday's talk. I'd like to go ahead and uh, dismiss the kiddos and give them a hand as they leave here. I'm telling you what, it is, it's hard getting up here in front of people. I'm just going to tell you, and they did a great job. I still struggle with it sometimes. They just did an awesome job. And so uh, we are very blessed to have a children's ministry that spends time with them and, and, uh, and uh, just some wonderful, wonderful kids, wonderful parents. I'll say that, wonderful parents. So All right, we are, what, five days to Christmas? Five days? You guys ready? You ready? No? If you're looking for gift ideas for me, I can meet you after service, and we can discuss that if you want to. So uh, I'm sure if, like you, I mean, Christmas this year may be just a little bit different, right? Uh, Just because of COVID and what's going on, and and it may look a little bit different. For some of you, you may be saying, the heck with COVID. We're doing Christmas just the way we want to, and that's okay. No judgment here. You know, no judgment here. But one thing I think does remain the same, for me anyway, one thing remains the same year in and year out when it comes to Christmas. And no, I know you guys are going to think I'm saying the Hallmark movies, and that's not what I'm talking about. But for me, every time of the year, I love this time of the year because of Christmas songs. I love Christmas music. Truth be told, Tammy and I listen to Christmas music probably before Thanksgiving is even here. On my Pandora, I have uh, traditional Christmas radio. I have blue Christmas radio, if you like a little Elvis. I have Southern Gospel Christmas radio, Levi. Yes, you love that. And I even have a little Beebs Christmas radio on my Pandora. Uh, that's where my wife and I separate. She goes down the Usher path. I go down the Bieber path. And so that's okay. But we listen to Christmas music because it brings so much joy, does it not? What are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Just yell them out. What are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Silent Night. Mary, Did You Know? Anyone else? Oh, Holy Night. We all love Christmas music, I hope. At least I do. Maybe some don't. But I just think it brings so much joy. And one of the things I love most about Christmas songs and some of our favorite Christmas carols that we sing, is that we are singing about one of the greatest events that ever took place in the history of the world. Many of the songs that we sing, some of our favorite songs, point us to the story of the gospel. And the crazy thing is many people sing these songs year in and year out. They sing songs, and they don't even realize that they're singing what, uh, about the gospel. They're hearing the hope that the gospel brings. They're hearing the peace that comes with the gospel. They're hearing the beautiful message that the gospel reveals, and they don't even realize it, right? It seems fitting to me that today we conclude this series called The Answer, An Encounter with Jesus, this week, especially this week as, we, as it's the week before Christmas, looking at the announcement of Jesus' birth and hearing the message of hope that we have because of what Jesus has to offer. Hark the herald angels we, we sing. We just sang that song. It took place in, from, from basically Luke chapter 2, the, the Christmas story that we just read. The song starts out with hark, which is basically an old word for listen. Listen up, right? And the writer of the carol starts off from the very beginning telling us to, to pay attention to something very important, a message, a message heralded brought to us by angels. An angelic message to shepherds 
in a field. The shepherds were the only ones who experienced the angels that night. Isn't that interesting? They were the only ones to hear the message of the angels that night. And there were some things that took place in that event with the shepherds and the angels that that are very important, I think, for us to, to walk away from and to consider. And the first is this, that the shepherds had to be absolutely amazed that the angels chose them. They had to be absolutely amazed that they were the ones that heard the announcement. Because shepherds would have been probably the last people who on earth who would receive an announcement about the birth of a king, especially an angelic announcement. Shepherds did play an important role. You would say in society they worked hard for she- with their sheep, keeping, uh, making sure they had grass and, and water to have. They protected them from, from animals that would prey after them. And they worked very hard long as they had a very physically hard life as they would uh, be in the elements of rain and heat and cold constantly. They had a very physically hard life, and it was also a very, very lonely life. On top of that, on top of that, scholars believe that shepherds of that day and time would have been considered the lowest class of people in Jewish society. They were, they were considered laborers, but they were considered unskilled laborers. In fact, they were, such lo- they were so low on the class of society that their testimony would never even be heard in a court of law. Some believe that if you were still a shepherd, by the time you became an adult, you had completely failed at life that you had failed at what it is you wanted to become. Yet, who do the angels bring this message to? The shepherds. Why? Here's a thought. While Christmas time is festive and joyful for many of us, for some, not so much. For some, it's reminded of how disappointed we are maybe with life. 2020 has been a Heck of a year, has it not? I mean, 2020, of all years, leading up to Christmas 20, has been tough. For some that are here today or even listening online, it reminds us that we're going to be alone this Christmas because we can't go see certain family members because, you know, maybe we have aging parents and we can't be around them for safety reasons. Or, or many of my patients that I see on, on, on throughout the week, they can't go see their grandparents or their parents because they're in a nursing home. And the only physical touch they're going to get is someone putting a hand on a glass window in a nursing home. And it reminds them how lonely this Christmas might be. For many, this Christmas is a reminder that, that there's someone not in our life that used to be. A mother, a father, a husband, a wife, a child, a friend. Maybe this Christmas reminds us of how dysfunctional our families become because of all the time we've had to spend together, right? Maybe, maybe this Christmas we're concerned about our kids because it's been a tough year for kids. I mean, virtual school, not virtual school. Am I doing everything I possibly can to, to make them successful? But our relationship just keep, keep, keeps going farther and farther apart. This Christmas, because of events of this year, maybe you're finding out that your marriage is not as healthy as it once was. Many this 2020 Christmas are still finding themselves paralyzed with fear because of sickness. And there's people with all kinds of levels of depression and all kinds of levels of stress. Others this year find themselves so angry and discouraged and distraught because of the political landscape, and it's just absolutely eating them up inside. Oddly enough, at the time of Jesus' birth, 
there was an expectant of a king, a king that they wanted to, to, to save them from political oppression and from physical suffering and sickness. But that's not what Jesus came to bring. I, I don't know what your current situation in life is as you lead up to Christmas 2020. But I think most of us out here, myself included, might say, when it comes to 2020, see ya, right? Good riddance. I want 2021 to get here quickly. And these shepherds may have come into this first Christmas feeling like their life was not worth anything to anyone. Feeling like maybe they wanted a new beginning of life. And maybe you and I, maybe we find ourselves in that same place today. And we need to hear the message, the message that the angels gave that night. Maybe today we need to be the ones to hear the message of hope that the angels delivered to the shepherds that day. Maybe they're saying to us, hark, hark, listen. Luke 2, 13 and 14 says, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. You need to hear that today. Peace to those who him favor, his favor rests. We need to hear that today. And the second thing I think we see from this encounter is this. The shepherds experienced a message with a celebration. The angels proclaimed glory to God in the highest, which essentially means God deserves the highest praise for the birth of his son. I mean, think about that, the highest praise. I mean, think about what the angels had seen up to that point. I mean, they'd, seen, they'd been around for the creation of the world. When God spoke, it happened. When God said, let there be light, boom, light separated darkness. They had seen the power that he had to destroy mankind with a flood like that. They had experienced that power. They had seen God split the Red Sea and lead Moses and the Israelites out of captivity. They had witnessed that. Tomorrow night, we're supposed to witness something that we haven't seen for 800 years. Two of our largest planets in our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, will line up. They'll be the closest they've been since March 4th, 1226. Astronomers are calling this the, the Christmas star. The Christmas star. The very first Christmas star. The angels were in awe of. The angels were in absolutely in awe. They were amazed because they had never seen God do something like this before. Hark the herald angels sang, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy child, God and sinners reconciled, God and sinners reconciled, joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with thy angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem, hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. The angels had seen it all, but that is not what gave them the greatest, highest of praise. What gave them the greatest, highest of praises was God's decision to send his son to this world, to send his son into this world. And the angels were inviting all people, all people to join that celebration. The phrase, God and sinners reconciled. Isn't that the whole point? Isn't that the whole point? Isn't that the message of hope? Remembering that the fundamental problem of human beings is that our sin separates us from God. 
And we deserve punishment because of our sin. Our relationship with God is broken because of sin in our lives, because we are imperfect people. And the gospel, the message of the gospel says, you're doomed, but because of Jesus, we're not. He came to save us. He came to die in our place. He took the punishment that we deserve. And by believing in him, by putting our faith and our hope and our trust in Jesus, our relationship with God is restored, is restored. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says it this way. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave them this wonderful, what? Message, message of reconciliation. The message. The message of the gospel, the message the angels came to deliver that night to the shepherds. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness, the song continues. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that no man no more may die. Born to raise the son of earth, born to give him second birth. I know that may not be a popular thought in society that we live in today. Society wants to to think that there's many ways to God, that God's our our Google destination. And when we Google it, there's, there's this route and this route and this route and this route. But that's not what the Bible says. It says that salvation is found in one person only, no one else, that there's no other name other than Jesus given to mankind that we must be saved. There's only one track. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Every other religion, every other religion says you can do it yourself. You can be good enough, you can be religious enough, or you can do enough things to get there and you'll be saved. But Jesus taught something completely different. He taught you could never be good enough because you don't have to. You don't have to. He said, you don't have to be religious enough. You don't have to do that. You could never do enough things to achieve it yourself. It's not about you earning your way. Jesus taught that we could never save ourselves. So he did what we could not do. And maybe some of you may be thinking today, well, that seems kind of narrow-minded, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of exclusive, isn't it? It's just the opposite. It's just the opposite because the message the angels brought that night, the message of hope is all-inclusive. It is for everyone. The Bible said that all who call on the Lord will be saved. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved saved. 1 Peter 1.3 says this, praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have hope because of what this message brings. The gospel is a message of hope. For us, the hope is that we can realize that this peace on earth, what we're going through right now, isn't the end. There's so much more that we can can be excited about. There's so much more than just being right here in this little moment in time in all of eternity. We have hope in heaven because of what Jesus did. I close my time with this. Thinking about how 
The shepherds were the only ones that heard that message that night. They were the only ones who experienced the angels that night. And everyone else heard the announcement from the shepherds, the shepherds. This is important for us to grasp, especially if you're a believer. All throughout Scripture, God's primary way of speaking to people is through broken and sometimes flawed individuals like the shepherds, like you, and like me. And the first time most people hear the gospel, it's from flawed people. It's from friends or family that they're around. God chooses us. He chooses you. He chooses me as his primary mouthpiece. More than ever, more than ever this year, people need to hear a message of hope. Just like a couple of weeks ago when Tony was talking about peace and how we are the peace recipients because of Jesus. And he said, we need to be peacemakers in the world around us. We need to be hope givers. We need to be hope givers. Just as God chose the shepherds, he chooses you. Just as God chose the shepherds, he chooses you. Are you willing to share the message of hope? Are you willing to stand in the gap, if we, as we have been saying all year, during this Christmas season, and share with someone the hope that the gospel brings? Remember, you don't have to be perfect. The shepherds weren't perfect. But Luke records that after the shepherds had found Mary and Joseph and seen the baby Jesus, they began to spread the word concerning about what they had seen about this child. And all were amazed. All were wondered. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. If you're a Christ follower today, you have seen firsthand what God can do. You have seen firsthand what the message of hope does in someone's life. You understand what hope is. You understand what hope means because you have a relationship with Jesus. Are you willing to share that message? Are you willing to be a hope giver to people around you, especially this year, more than ever? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the message of hope that we have. We thank you, Father God, for the announcement of your son that came from the angels that night to the shepherds. We thank you, Father God, for the message that the gospel brings us. That, Father, it, it, it doesn't matter where we are in life. It doesn't matter the situations we're in in life. That if we call on you, if we call on you and ask you to be our Lord and our Savior, you are and you will. And, Father, we thank you for that. And, God, just help us in this room those of us that know you, help us to be able to go from here. And as we're around coworkers, as around family, as we're around friends during this season, would we be an agent of hope to those around us? In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Northridge Church, you can find us online mynorthbridge.org